it's kind of a, a tough situation. The district feels like they need more funding because the district is just exploding with growth. But these residents that have lived there for a while are frustrated with, you know, having to pay all this extra money in their property tax. It's a, it's a difficult situation for both sides. Good Friday morning and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Palak Jaiswal. First up, education reporter Connor Sanders joins the show to talk about a recent Jordan School Board meeting where the board approved a steep property tax increase. Connor, you co-wrote this story with editor Sheila McCann about a Jordan School Board meeting that happened Tuesday night. Tell us what this meeting was about. Yeah, so there's a, a big concern from parents and residents of Jordan School District about a 23% uh, increase to their property tax levy um, that a lot are, are really frustrated with a, a big hike that they've seen that will raise $30 million in total for the district. Um, the district says this is essential money to, to help their students. And a lot of these uh, property owners on the west side of the valley are frustrated because they feel like just because the value of their home increased substantially, their actual month-to-month cash flow in a lot of situations remained pretty much the same. So they have this big tax bill. Some of the people at the meeting on Tuesday said that they would need to take out a loan to just to pay for this um, big increase in their property taxes. So it's kind of a a tough situation. The district feels like they need more funding because the district is just exploding with growth. But these residents that have lived there for a while are frustrated with, you know, having to pay all this extra money in their property tax. It's a, it's a difficult situation for both sides. And for context, how many students are there in the Jordan School District? So there's um, 58,000 students enrolled uh, as of the 2021-22 school year. And at this meeting, you know, were there a lot of people speaking up? What did you kind of witness? Yeah, so it was four hours in total of just public comment, 80 people in all got up to speak and almost all of them voiced a similar concern or frustration that uh, they're going to have to pay this big increase. And um, a lot of people expressed some distrust about school counselors, um, just about like dual immersion programs, just any extra program. It seemed like people were frustrated with having to pay for it. I just wanted the district to get back to basic basic education. And there was even some suggestions that, you know, parents could volunteer as hall monitors, even as teachers, or that the children could help uh, clean some of the buildings to save costs. It was an emotional meeting for sure. A lot of frustrated um, residents, especially older residents that feel like, you know, they have no avenue for getting more money, but they have to pay this increased tax, you know. Mm-hmm. And You know, in your story, Connor, you talk specifically about a comment that city council member Mark Hales made. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so he he said that uh, that the the district is proposing these increases in services to help children with mental health problems when really it's the school and these programs and these counselors that are causing the mental health problems in the first place. Um, And like I said before, there there was a lot of you know, distrust of social, emotional, social, emotional learning programs, excuse me. And um, just generally like people frustrated um, about learning uh, about different gender identities or um, one lady said that her kids were embarrassed about their race. Like there's just this really, that was like a really something that surprised me. It was a really visceral kind of feeling that 
they didn't get what these counselors were for and why they had to spend so much money to, to provide these services. And, you know, with all of these comments from the public, how did board members respond? Yeah, the board um, tried to just keep their cool. I think they, they had to endure a lot of um, those comments. And, uh, you know, one board member talked about how Jordan School District is one of the lowest spenders per pupil um, in the state. And this is in a state that for decades has been the lowest per pupil spender on, on students. So I feel like they feel like they're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place where they they know these programs are important for their students, but funding them is a difficult ask for a lot of these parents. So the board is just trying to address these needs as they can. And they, they, they talk about being at a, at a breaking point, you know, that students have fallen behind as effects of the pandemic. Um, the, the mental health and wellness of students is just like never been a more precarious situation. So it, it's hard for, for that school board. Mm-hmm. And Connor, ultimately, how did the board end up voting? So the vote, the board voted six to one um, to approve the tax increase in the end even after hours of people voicing their frustrations about the increase, it still went through six to one. All right. Well, Connor, thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you. Next, politics reporter Brian Schott tells us about the political return of former Salt Lake City Mayor Rocky Anderson. It's not Apollo Creed coming out of retirement to challenge a much younger Clubber Lang, but Salt Lake City voters may witness their own version of Rocky III next year. Former Mayor Rocky Anderson says he plans to challenge current Mayor Aaron Mendenhall in the 2023 election. Anderson's chief motivation for attempting to return to the office he held for two terms from 2000 to 2008 is what he calls Mendenhall's failure to combat the city's homelessness problem. I just think she's in the wrong job. But she, and I would add, many of the people on the council have failed this community horribly. Anderson says the homeless resource shelters that replaced the road home shelter downtown were supposed to alleviate the problem. Instead, he says they've had the opposite effect. He accuses city officials of turning a blind eye, which has only exacerbated the situation. There is human feces and urine all over this city. You go in the ballpark district, it smells like a human sewer. Ian Koski, Mendenhall's political advisor, dismissed Anderson's criticism as sniping on Twitter and said Mayor Mendenhall has delivered results for the city through an unprecedented string of crises and challenges. He added the overall crime rate in Salt Lake City had dropped 9.1% since last year. Anderson has not set a timetable for the formal announcement of his candidacy. Thanks, Brian. And that's it for today. Tune back in tomorrow for the day's biggest headlines. And a big shout out to the Salt Lake City band, the Pelicans, for our music.